left overnight on a urine-soaked mattress. Physically and verbally abused patients told them to shut up, handled them in a rough and aggressive manner. Covered in weeping bed sores. An automatic morphine pump connected to patient's IV to dose her with more medication during visits. Died from dehydration, yet water jug only inches away. Call buttons deactivated. Slapped a 92-year-old and grabbed and pushed her, causing her to scream in pain. Lifted up a patient's hospital gown and fondled her. Verbal and physical threats made in an effort to ensure patient's silence. Held a bedsheet over an 87-year-old patient's head and told her Forced she was a 14 year old patient to touch him and made her engage in sex. Verbally abused and hair pulled. Touched patient in patient an inappropriate sexual manner. Patient was found with dried blood around his mouth and lying on two Physically and verbally abused. Held lifted up a patient over an 87-year-old patient's head and told her she was dead. Forced a 14 year old patient The Francis and Berwick reports, amongst others, raise the need for openness and transparency and for the need for individuals to raise concerns about patient safety. The headlines you've just heard give you a taster of the sort of concerns that may be raised and rely on a manager's judgment call to deal with these and make referrals to the relevant bodies. With the complexity of the system in the NHS, who to refer to is often a dilemma for managers. Today we'll be focusing on the triggers and when to make a referral to the Disclosure and Barring Service. Joining me today is Lynn Gavin from the Disclosure and Barring Service. Welcome, Lynn. Hello, Nyla. Okay, thank you very much for inviting me here today. Um, what I want to talk about are those triggers of when you must make a referral. And I'm actually going to talk about the two main conditions when there is a legal duty, when you must make a referral to the Disclosure and Barring Service. And the first one of those is if you withdraw permission to engage in regulated activity. And that could be because you have dismissed an employee. It could be you've redeployed them. Perhaps they've taken early retirement or redundancy, or maybe they've resigned when you've approached them with the allegation. If the allegation is such that if it were proven you would have dismissed that individual, then that still meets that first condition when you must make a referral to us. The second uh, part of the condition is that the reason is that you think that the person has engaged in relevant conduct. Now, relevant conduct can be action or inaction, and here we're looking at harm. And it's harm in the very broadest sense of the world. So we're looking at, for example, emotional or psychological harm. And this could be where an employee is mocking or coercing a patient. It could be they're de denying them privacy, or there's inflexible regimes. It could actually be financial harm, where maybe a member of staff is helping themselves to the contents of the patient's purse. Could be physical harm, obviously hitting, slapping, pushing, anything like that, but it also failure to treat sores or wounds under or overuse of medication, unprescribed or inappropriate medication, or the use of inappropriate restraint is also harm. It could be sexual harm where there is inappropriate touching or neglect. And neglect comes in a number of forms. It could be soiled clothing that's not changed. It could be insufficient food or drink or ignoring a patient's request. Verbal abuse. Verbal abuse is not just screaming and shouting at someone, but it can be a quiet word in someone's ear, demeaning and disrespectful. It could be humiliating 
sarcastic comments. What we're looking at too is not just that the referring party has been the one that's actually directly harmed someone. It could be that the individual has actually caused harm to someone, perhaps failure to document um, the care plans or medications. It could be that they've actually put a patient at risk of harm. So, for example, failure to use a hoist. Or they may have attempted, so um, again, an indecent assault, which is actually um, been discovered before anything has happened. Although they haven't physically hurt someone, there was that attempt. So that also is a, a referral to the DBS. Or it could be that they've actually incited others to harm. For example, maybe encouraging others to deactivate or to ignore call buttons. These would all come under the conditions to make a referral to the DBS. But perhaps you have a situation where maybe there actually hasn't been any action or inaction, where there is a risk of harm that a person may engage in any of the activities that have just been mentioned. If you have credible evidence to show this, and therefore you've actually removed the person from regulated activity, this also meets the legal duty to make a referral to us. And I think one of the very important things also is to remember that if you're in a situation, if ever you're unsure, does this meet the criteria to make a referral to DBS, please, please contact us. Our telephone number and contact details are on the website. You can make a call directly to our helpline. It's teamed by a group of people that will always be very willing to answer any of your questions and help in any way they can. I hope you found this information useful. It's absolutely vital that you do understand the duty to refer to make sure that we can prevent unsuitable people working with vulnerable groups, including children. This has been just an overview and further information will be made available for you. We do, however, have a helpline number and I would encourage you to please call this if you have any doubts or any questions or if you need any further advice or information. We have a team of people who will be very glad to answer any questions and help in any way they can. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks very much Lynn for that overview, that's really useful. If any of our listeners have any questions or you'd like more information about the requirements and um, triggers to refer to the Disclosure and Barring Service, more information can be found on the NHS Employers website at www.nhsemployers.org or please drop us an email at employmentchecks at nhsemployers.org. Thank you for listening. <laughs>